0: k News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, Executive Councillor Regina Ip says she's received a Biontech booster jab half a year after she received two Sinovac shots. The Confederation of Trade Unions says it will meet the press on Sunday after reports say they've decided to disband. And a senior Beijing advisor says one of the primary roles of the election committee will be to do what the central government wants after a political commentator questioned how representative the results of the committee's subsector election will be. Executive Councillor Regina Ip says she got a BioNTech jab yesterday after a test revealed there were no antibodies left from the two Sinovac shots she received around half a year ago. Mrs Ip, who was among the first people in Hong Kong to take the Chinese-made vaccine, said she was not surprised when she tested negative for antibodies yesterday. Now eligible for a booster shot, Mrs Ip said she opted for the German-made BioNTech jab this time.
1: I wanted to try out Tech because my daughter chose Tech. Her reaction was very strong. After the second shot, she was unwell for a whole day. I know there are people around the world who felt unwell after they were inoculated, but the ratio is very low. I have been rather healthy, so I wanted to try to mix the vaccines to see the effect. That's all.
0: Executive Councillor Lam Ching Choi says he also received a BioNTech jab in a clinical study carried out by the Hong Kong Sanatorium and Hospital. Mr. Lam took two doses of the Sinovac vaccine around seven months ago, together with other senior government officials. He said his antibody level was low by the time he joined the study. He was asked why he picked the BioNTech jab.
2: I picked the BioNTech one. Uh, it is pretty random choice because uh, I believe uh, most of them will choose the original one. So uh, I participated in these clinical studies mainly for the sake of finding out the answer uh, on the third dose, uh, whether mix uh, will be better or not, and. Uh, how the immune response after the third dose and also will there be any difference uh, between the uh, second dose and the third dose uh, on the adverse effect so i mainly uh, take this from the angle of a clinical study
0: the chairman of the confederation of trade unions wang Yun, has said a press conference will be held on sunday to announce the fate of the 31 year old group after reports that its executive committee had decided to start a disbandment process the decision is said to have been approved at a meeting yesterday night and will reportedly be finalised at a members' assembly on October the 3rd. Political commentator Chung Kinwa has questioned how Sunday's election committee subsector election could come up with a result that is representative of the people. The vote will be the first after Beijing overhauled the SAR's electoral system to ensure that patriots administer Hong Kong. Those elected will choose candidates running for the chief executive and for the legislative council. Mr. Chung told RTHK's Backchat program that he thinks the changes will make the government less accountable to the public.
2: The chief are wrong is going to make our government even less representative and even less accountable to the topics. How can you believe that a government coming from that election uh, which is not as accountable not as representative capable, can can improve the situation in Hong
0: Kong? Senior Beijing adviser Lao Yu Kai meanwhile said one of the primary roles of the election committee will be to do what the central government wants.
2: The Committee has to realize much better the will of Beijing. So, in order to make sure that the National Committee can function as designed by Beijing, it has to be controlled totally by the Patriots.
0: Russians are going to the polls in the first of three days of voting in parliamentary elections. The governing United Russia Party, allied to President Putin, is expected to win again despite the country's struggling economy. Many opposition politicians and parties have not been permitted to stand. Much attention will be paid to turnout and to whether United Russia can maintain its two-thirds majority that allows it to rewrite the constitution. The United Nations Secretary General has said November's climate summit in Glasgow must be the turning point in humanity's fight to limit global warming. Antonio Guterres was alarmed at how far off course the world currently was if temperature rises were to be limited to just 1.5%. He said there had to be immediate cuts in emissions on a huge scale.
2: We really are out of time. We must act now to prevent further irreversible damage. COP26 this November must mark that turning point. By then, we need all countries to commit to achieve net zero emissions by the middle of this century and to present clear, credible, long-term strategies to get there.
0: Mr Guterres said the temporary reduction in emissions witnessed early in the pandemic has now disappeared. The European Union's foreign policy chief, Josep Borrell, has expressed the bloc's displeasure at not being consulted over a new nuclear security deal announced between the US, Australia and Britain. It will enable Australia to build nuclear-powered submarines using technology provided by the US. Speaking at an event to lay out Brussels' own strategy for the Indo-Pacific, Mr Borrell said the incident served as a wake-up call to Europeans.
3: Cette alliance... Uh...
0: This alliance, we've only just been made aware of it and we weren't even
3: consulted. As High Representative for security policy for the European Union, I
0: was certainly not aware and I assume that an agreement of such a nature wasn't cooked up overnight. Such things take time. The US Secretary of State has attempted to ease French anger over the new nuclear security deal. Anthony Blinken described France as a vital partner in Asia. The agreement scuppered a major submarine deal the French had struck with the Australians. The French foreign minister earlier called it a stab in the back. But the White House spokeswoman, Jen Psaki, said there was no intent to sideline other allies. As the leaders made clear, we believe this new initiative is especially important given the changing strategic environment in the region. We will continue to work with our allies and partners, including in Europe, to maintain a free and open Indo-Pacific, and we're looking forward to our continued cooperation in this critical region. China has also condemned the pact, which it says shows an outdated Cold War zero-sum mentality. Wang Huiyao is president of the Centre for China and Globalisation, a think tank in Beijing and an advisor to the central government. He says the outcome can only be bad for the Australian government. I don't think it's a healthy sign, but let's, let's see whether Australia wants the butter or wants the gun. It's up to Australia. But I think the trade and prosperity of the region, it's probably what Australian people want. If the government of Australia pursue a, a gunpowder policy or nuclear uh, submarine, I'm sure that, that kind of gun will be voted out of the office. An independent investigation has concluded that former senior leaders at the World Bank encouraged staff to alter a report to boost China's ranking as a business-friendly country. The BBC's Jessica McCallum reports. The World
2: Bank's Doing Business 2018 report ranked countries' commercial environments and Beijing was keen to improve its overall score. When the report was being prepared, the bank was trying to get more money from China, and the investigation by law firm Wilma Hale has concluded that undue pressure was put on staff to use a methodology that would boost the country's standing. The report singles out the then chief executive, Kristalina Georgieva, and members of the cabinet of the then president. Miss Georgieva, who is now the managing director of the International
0: Monetary Fund, said she fundamentally disagreed with the findings. Italy has become the first country in Europe to make it compulsory for all workers to have the so-called Covid Green Pass. Those who ignore the decree could be fined up to 1,500 euros. BBC's Mark Lowen reports.
2: From the 15th of October, the approximately 23 million people employed in Italy's public and private sectors will be obliged to present a Green Pass when they show up for work, a QR code that proves at least one COVID vaccination, a negative test or recovery from the virus. Failure to comply could carry suspension without pay and a hefty fine. The aim is to persuade the roughly 4 million workers who have not yet had the jab to do so.
0: And despite relatively small protests, Polls suggest the majority of Italians support the move. The Dutch Foreign Minister Sigrid Kaag has resigned after being formally censured in Parliament over her handling of the Afghan evacuation crisis last month when the Taliban took control of Kabul. Dutch MPs said the government had been slow to respond and many Afghans who should have been able to flee had been left behind. Here's the BBC's Anna Holligan.
1: Hundreds of people who should have been evacuated from Kabul were left behind after the city fell to the Taliban, even though there had been warnings and MPs had been calling for action for months. Ms. Clark said the vote left her no choice but to step down from her post. Parliament has judged that the Cabinet has not acted responsibly, she said in a short resignation speech. I can do no more than accept the consequences. The minister must go if the policy is rejected. The Netherlands managed to evacuate almost 2,000 Dutch and Afghan nationals
0: before flights stopped due to the United States troop withdrawal. The inventor of the pocket calculator, Clive Sinclair, has died at aged 81. The British on- entrepreneur also helped popularise the home computer. In a BBC interview, Sir Clive explained what had driven him to come up with his inventions.
2: What I'm concerned with always is trying to find something that'll make life better in some way. Years ago the need for example was the idea that pocket calculators would be a marvelous thing and so I worked on that. And then I thought that if we could have, if people could have a computer at home to get their hands on very cheaply then they'd lose their fear of computers and they would learn to appreciate them and would find this exciting and stimulating and so I I got involved in that.
0: Firefighters in California are battling to save the world's biggest tree from a wildfire that's been burning for weeks Fire crews have wrapped a fire-resistant aluminium blanket around the base of the 84-metre-high giant sequoia known as General Sherman. To finance news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,771. That's 101 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $73 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.81 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 17 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars, and seventy three cents. To sports and we start with football's Europa League where there were mixed results for English clubs. West Ham United made a winning start while Leicester City dropped points at home. The BBC's Tim Sneer has details. The Nigeria striker
2: Victor Ossiman was the hero for Napoli. Two goals in the final 20 minutes earned his side a 2 all draw at Leicester. To add to Leicester's disappointment, Wilfred Ndidi was sent off in added time. A second half goal from the Senegal international Krep in Diata gave Monaco a 1-0 win at home to Sturm Graz. Galatasaray benefited from an own goal as they began their campaign with a 1-0 win over Lazio in Istanbul. West Ham produced an impressive display to beat Dinamo Zagreb 2-0 in Croatia with goals from Mikhail Antonio and Declan Rice. Substitute Tino Angerin scored an 89th-minute equaliser as Lokomotiv Moscow snatched a 1-1 draw at home to Marseille. And on a disappointing night for Scottish clubs, Real Betis came from two goals down to beat Celtic 4-3, while goals from the Cameroon international Karl Toko Ikambi and the Algeria international Islam Slimani gave Lyon a 2-0 win over Rangers. In the first ever Europa Conference League, substitute Pierre-Emile Hoibier earned Tottenham a share of the points with a late equaliser to secure a 2-all draw with Rennes in France, while the highest scorers of the night were Roma, who hammered CSKA Sofia 5-1 in the Italian capital. Two goals there for Lorenzo Pellegrini.
0: Staying with football, there were wins for Spain, Norway and Denmark in qualifying for the women's 2023 World Cup. European champions the Netherlands host the Czech Republic tonight. Serena Wiegmann, who guided the Dutch to their European title, is now the manager of England, who take on North Macedonia. Wiegmann has been speaking about her impression of the players after being with them for only a few days.
1: Well, I've seen many things. Uh, first of all, an enormous great work ethic. So I'm I'm very excited that I can work with the team, but they work so hard. Sometimes we have to ask them just, you know, slow down a little bit. Uh, very much quality um, intention to, you know, we had some principles we brought in and they just, they're going for it and they really want to do very well. So yes, I really enjoyed and hopefully we can show that on the pitch.
0: In baseball, the New York Yankees can edge ahead in the race for the American League wildcard with a win over last place Baltimore today. New York, Toronto and Boston are separated by less than half a game entering today. Boston had their day off and will get to play Baltimore tomorrow while Toronto start a three-game series with Minnesota. Our US sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says the Blue Jays have been the most impressive team in baseball since the start of September truly remarkable September, starting with a three-game sweep over the A's by scoring 29 runs, sweeping four games from the Yankees in Yankee Stadium, then scoring 44 runs over three games in Baltimore, and winners of two out of three over the American League Best and East-leading Tampa Bay Rays this week. The Jays' September record is 13 wins, only two losses. They've won 16 of 19. This team is on fire, and they're proving that they should make it to the playoffs And remember, we talked about the Blue Jays at the beginning of the season, that this team had the offensive firepower to get to the playoffs. It was all about the pitching. To the weather forecast, sunny periods and a few showers. It'll be very hot with isolated thunderstorms this afternoon and light winds. The outlook, hot with sunny periods and isolated showers in the next few days. Currently 33 degrees Celsius, humidity 63%. And please be advised, the thunderstorm warning and very hot weather warnings are both in force. A reminder of our top story this afternoon. Executive Councillor Regina Ips says she's received a Biontech booster jab half a year after she received two Sinovac shots. New sports and weather from RTHK.
1: If you really wanna You can have my all if you really wanna Call me if you feel like you wanted more You can call me Call me if you want if you really wanna You can have my all if you really wanna Call me if you feel like you wanted more You can call me Don't keep me waiting on you Rose into to glass, not 10 blue I'm the blame of loving too much Yeah, I loved you too much Built my whole life around you Found out it wasn't that true Yeah, I loved you too much Call me if you want, if you really wanna You can have my all if you really wanna Call me if you feel like you wanted more You can call me Call me if you want, if you really wanna You can have my all if you really wanna Call me if you feel like you wanted more You can call me You really wanna call me if you feel like you wanted more. You can call me. Call me if you wanna if You really wanna. You can have my all if you really wanna. Call me if you feel like you wanted more. You can call me.
3: and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. We made it. It's Friday. Many thanks once again to Phil for the morning brew and, of course, to the lovely James Ross sitting in for me yesterday when I was feeling a bit unwell. But back into the studio. As usual, it's so lovely to be back and I can't wait to be playing some great music uh, this afternoon for you and we'll also be hearing from Radio 3 producer Christy Lai. This time she speaks with Cora Chu, the chief executive of Dialogue in the Dark, which is an NGO which aims to raise awareness about the visually impaired. So we'll be hearing about their work in about 10 minutes or so. And then after the two o'clock news, Christy will be joining us in the studio to talk about her dark tour where she had to walk around in complete darkness. I remember those. Those were really great team building um, uh Activity. I remember doing the, uh, that a few years ago. I think it was uh, in in their dialogue in the dark uh, headquarters. Was it in Changsha Wan or Lai Chikong? I can't quite remember. But it was really, really amazing. It was uh, a lot to do with trust, and I can't wait to hear uh, all about Christie's uh, experience after the two o'clock news. Nineteen minutes past one o'clock. My name is Noreen Mair. It's great to be back in the studio and it's great
1: to be playing some great music.